I've got a syndrome which the three of us and you listening at home can sympathise with. Ooh, and I've got Verdun and Verdusted. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, we do. Please, Jake. Yeah, I'm that tablet. And together we have looked through all the things that have happened through all of the past. And we've decided which two that happened on this day were the most important. And we're going to argue about which of them is the most significant. Telling us who's right and who's wrong is Lizzie Roper. Hello, Lizzie. How are you? Oh, I can't handle this position of responsibility. And one of my contact lenses has just jumped out of my eyeball. Oh. Oh dear. Did you get the jumping ones? You know, they're not like those. They're not. Lizzie, contact lenses aren't like those things Mm. that you flip inside out and you put them on the table and they go ping, ping, up into the air. I wish they were. What, like on those um, fortune teller goldfish? Those things that go. Mm. Oh, yeah. They are like that. (laughs) (laughs) The 23rd of August. 8.43. 8.43. It's a two-parter. What? You may remember 8.51 happened yesterday, uh, but eight years before that, in 8.43, I decided let's talk more about Charles the Bald. Yes. Charlemagne. So Charlemagne had this huge empire, who, which he split up into three parts, um, which was West Francia, East Francia, and the middle bit. Uh, and his grandchildren, Charles the Bald, Louis the German, and Lothar, Lothar met in Virten, or Verdun. Um, mm. and they redrew the map of Europe. And that is the reason why the map of Europe has France and Germany to this day, was because on the 23rd of August, 843, those three people sat down and drew those lines. The reason there isn't the third country in the middle is because Lothar made the mistake of dying. Uh, and his Lothar II oh, inherited it. Um, and he had a wife absolutely. called Tutberger, who we've talked about before, Tutberger, because um, he accused her of witchcraft. She had a very Tutberger, didn't she? Yeah, very Tutberger. Uh, <laughs> He accused her of incest and witchcraft and all sorts of things because she made the mistake of not being able to have any children or not having any children. So he got very cross, saying, look, if you don't have any children, then this whole middle bit of Europe will be have to go somewhere else and we won't get to keep that. And his uncles was there going... That's quite oh, a pressure on a lady, isn't it? It is. Hmm. Just kept staring at it going, go on, have a fine thing, have a fine thing. Have one, just get one. Whereas the others were looking, don't bother if you don't want to, don't even have a baby. I don't know what he's talking about. God, he's so 7th century. Uh. <laughs> um, and also Lothar had a mistress called Valdrada who was having loads of kids. And so what he wanted to do with Henry VIII, essentially, he wanted to stop his wife being his wife and uh, bring in the mistress instead who was great at popping out kids. Uh, so he accused her of incest and witchcraft and all sorts of things and said, that that's why I'm divorcing you is because you're evil. And she said, no, but I'm not. That's not true. Uh, and I insist on a trial by ordeal. Uh, and the trial by ordeal oh, was crikey. they got a big uh, cauldron full of water which they heated to boiling point and then they took a stone and they dropped it into the boiling water. Oof. And if you could plunge your hand in and get the stone and pull it out and not end up being dead within a couple of days because your hand had festered off and was all boiled up, uh, um, then uh. you were innocent of what you were accused of. So she did that. She pulled out the stone I... and she was utterly unarmed. And she said, take that, Lothar, you twonk. And mm. So he wasn't allowed to divorce her. And he went to see the Pope to get the Pope involved, which actually started the whole idea that Popes could get involved and decide who kings could and couldn't marry. Um, he did have his illegitimate son with... Uh, 
Vold, Valdrada, and on his way back from seeing the Pope, Lothar II stupidly died as well. So then he was dead, and he had no offspring apart from Hugh, his illegitimate offspring, but then Hugh was overlooked. Hugh was blinded by Charles the Bald's son, Charles the Fat, uh, <laughs> and was imprisoned in uh, the Abbey of uh. Prum. And it was led to 880, the Treaty of... Uh, can't read that. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. We've heard about this treaty before, I think. Yeah, it comes up a lot, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, it's mm. very important in the history of Europe. Treaty of... Oh, Ribemont. The Treaty of Ribemont, of course. And Ribemont was when the... Charles the Fat and Louis the German got together and went, you know what, we could just forget it. You know, there was that third middle bit. We could just forget all about that and we'll draw that you and I joined up there. So that's what they did. And that's why there's no big middle kingdom between France and Germany. They're just little offshoots of states that uh, try to be independent all the way through history. And that's why Europe looked the way it does today. Because of the Treaty of Verdun in 843. Wow. I'm going to take you to the 23rd of August, 1973. Oh. I want to tell you about a guy called Jan-Erik Olsen in Sweden. He walks into the credit bank. He walks into the credit Jack's bank. Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> in Norman's talk. That's how you do the Swedish accent, oh. isn't it? Yep. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and he attempts to rob this bank. No, no oh. English accents allowed. Rub the bonk. It's, it's going to get... <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to get gonna tired be so fast, man. I'll be the judge of that, <laughs> as I always am. Uh, yep. You're going to Arthur Bostrom this completely. OK. Mm-hmm. So the Swedish police go in... <laughs> <laughs> and say, hey man, don't rob the bank. Uh, and uh, this guy, Jan Erik Olsen, opens fire, injuring a police officer's hand. <gasps> I can't hear what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense if it's not done in the right accent. <laughs> he, injures the, uh, he injures the officer's hand. He says to the other officer, hey, you sit in that chair and sing something. So the officer started singing Lonesome Cowboy, because why not? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, How does Lonesome Cowboy go? Lonesome Cowboy. It's an Elvis. Elvis? It sounds like a Swedish name, isn't it? Elvis? Yeah. Elvis? Elvis? Elvis. Oh, Elvis. Your fish are in my underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked that. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I am not, I'm, even if it means forfeiting the point, I can't, I'm not having this. Really? Olsen takes four Mm. people as hostages. (gasps) Now here's where it gets confusing. It starts a choir. And he's proud of an alto attender and bass. (laughs) (laughs) And sings Lonesome Cowboy and it's a viral hit. No, um, uh, he takes four people as hostages and then he demands that his friend, this is where it gets confusing. This guy, right, is called Olsen. Yeah. He says, I want you to get my friend Clark Olufsen mm-hmm. out of the prison I came out of when I was on leave. He was on leave from prison, this guy. He said, go wow. get my bold. buddy Clark Olufsen. I'm guessing they housed them in like alphabetical order or something. You know, yeah. and they were like roommates. So whatever. So uh, and he says, I also want three million Swedish kroner, two guns, bulletproof vests, helmets and a fast car. I've gone Lloyd Versman and I don't know why. Um, 
So the government was like, uh, okay, look, go and get, go and get Olufsen, put him in the bank, and we'll see what happens. And they start trying to negotiate, right? Here's the thing. <laughs> so bad. If I'd known this was going to happen, I would have done something oh, about a trade dispute. You knew. You knew it was going to happen. Let's um, face it. The, the, hello there. Olsen, I'm the negotiator and I'm here to tell you you can have the car but you can't take the hostages uh, Olsen said Hey, Prime Minister Olaf Palme I will kill the hostages and I, look, I'm strangling one right now Listen, can you hear her screaming? Ah, ah, I love you What? That's weird <laughs> The next day, oh, I see. the I hostage that he'd going. been strangling okay. a bit, yes. a woman called Kristin yeah. Enmark, called the mm. Prime Minister and said, You leave him alone! He's a great man! I have a syndrome of some kind. And yeah. it gave birth this crime as Olofsson walked around the vault singing, Killing me softly <laughs> with his... Again, I don't no. know why, but genuinely, that's what, they, that's what he sang. Um, uh, it gave birth to a syndrome... Mm. Called Stockholm Norman Stork Syndrome. Oh, oh. Until it went a bit more international, and then everybody called it Stockholm Syndrome because no one had heard of Norman Stork. Norman That was the incident, and it happened on this day in 1973. Uh, well, it, that's when it began. Uh, Hang on, you're not. It's, after three so he days of. Just... He, was, he, was, he was actually hurting this woman. He, he was strangling her a bit, but she loved it. I'm oh, not saying say. that's I no. I'm not. I don't believe she liked it. She. I don't. She believe ended up. It. She ended up. Uh, her family and his family ended up becoming friends. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Uh, in the end, after three days, the police drilled a hole into the main vault from the apartment above. <laughs> you can see the saw. It's like a Sylvester and Tweety yeah. cartoon, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and uh, they. Um, Gassed, they put in a, a gas attack and they got they got everybody out and they were all alive. And uh, Olsen went back to prison for 10 years. He was released in the early 80s. Uh, then he went to Thailand for 15 years with his wife and son. What, the uh, where, wife that he met in I don't know. No, no, that's a myth. No. That, there, there was some, that was a story that circulated, but no, that did not happen. Um, of course it didn't. Nobody likes being strangled. That's for me. Uh, that was for me in my head. So uh, anyway, he ran a supermarket in Thailand because why not? And then he opened a car mechanics uh, back in Hilsenburg and he's now mm. retired. And he said, I'm really sorry for what I did. And <laughs> that was, oh, thanks very much. I think our listeners can sympathise with sufferers of Stockholm Syndrome. That's exactly why I said it's you listening at home <laughs> yeah. can sympathise mm. with this one. Happy birthday to Clifford Geert. He was the anthropologist who came up with the idea of thick description, which is both an analytical model and what I'm doing right now. Um, it was which it was essentially minuscule descriptions. He was an anthropologist who said you could only understand a practice if you understand all of the cultural things that people are bringing to it, the fact that different people indulge in a practice for different reasons, and you really have to examine them uh, in a very minute detail. So he wrote about four books about um, Balinese cockfights. Yeah. 
this. Um, so he, he would do something. So it would be if he, if he were looking at the podcast, he would say, "Well, of course, when they all three of them together tell a bum joke, they're all doing it for different reasons." For Nat and Jake, it's probably some sort of unresolved homoerotic <laughs> cry for help. For Lizzie, it might be re- rebellion against nuns and just. <laughs> Dental defiance of taboos. You've got to understand all those things before you can really understand what's going on in this podcast. Happy Death Day to. (laughs) How do you. I just want to know. You know, like the Truman Show. Uh, There was people were wearing badges, you know, it's the sort of reality TV show with a guy born into this Mm. fake world. And people started walking around in a kind of free Truman movement and they had badges saying, How is it going to end? (laughs) And I wonder if people are starting to wonder this about this podcast. Yeah. How, How could it possibly end? end? No, well, surely ends, there's uh, the a final saying... words are, and then he turned the gun on himself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there'd be more about saying, when is it going to end? Please, God, when is it going That's to fair. end? That's fair. About eight minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happy death day to Nicolo Sacco and Bartomeleo Vanzetti. Were they, they were Swedish? Anarchists. No, they were <laughs> anarchists. Oh. Um, and they were convicted of a armed robbery of a shoe store in Braintree, Massachusetts in 1920, during which a guard and the paymaster were killed. Um, they were convicted despite there being no real evidence that either of them were there. Certainly, Vanzetti had at least 16 witnesses saying he was definitely somewhere else selling fruit. Uh, <laughs> but because they were known anarchists, they were... Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't fruit. He was selling eels. How could I forget that? Selling eels, that's much funnier. Eels and anarchy um, go together like... <laughs> I'll leave you to finish that in your heads. Uh, They did know some other anarchists, and they were friends with anarchists who very shortly after that went missing and disappeared. Um, The... The, there were all sorts of questions about the ballistics. The ballistic evidence were, may have been fixed. The mafia said they'd done it. Um, Sacco was almost certainly in Boston the day it happened, rather than being in the shoe shop in Braintree, Massachusetts, killing people. And um, they put a cap on him, which they said was his cap and had definitely come from the robbery, though it didn't fit his head. It was very like the OJ Love thing. They did, spent the time winching it yeah. down over his head. Did they? Did they pop it in his ass instead? <laughs> His donkey was nowhere near the courtroom that day. Um, he essentially there was they probably didn't do it. Uh, the judge refused them a retrial and became a huge international cause celebre. And when they were executed, seven years later in 1927, there were riots in Geneva, London, Paris, uh, Tokyo, all over the world um, uh, because so many people were outraged by this clear uh, travesty of justice. But that was Sacco and Vanzetti who died today in 1927 in Sweden. Marvellous. <laughs> well, that's nice. Lizzie. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, come around. Come oh, around. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, close. Yeah, come really, really close. Yeah, you over there. Yeah. Come over here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I've got a little secret for you. What? Um, yes. Um, oh, is it about your dog? Is... No, not about my dog or my witch watch. I'm not interested. I have a little secret. I have a little secret. I weirdly enough. I got into so much trouble after sentences like that when I was a child. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna flick the light on in a second, and we're all gonna be in such trouble. <laughs> don't give, don't give us away. They'll find us. They'll find us. Between, between you, me, and the bedpost. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like I've had a bad brain aneurysm, but I can't for the life of me remember what oh. Nat was talking about, and I can't find it in any of my notes. It was, it was Charles the Bald and the Treaty of Verdun, which made uh, Europe happen. Oh, yeah, I he invented I France that. and Germany and Louis the German and the blinding oh. of Hugh. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Right. I, I yeah, Charles wait, the wait. Fat. I, I just need to... I just need to... 
I just need to put this note under your door in the smallest writing I can. Okay. Do you like me? Yes. <laughs> no. You have to. It's got two options. You have to cross one out and then push it back. Oh, for... <laughs> anyway, um, now that I've been reminded yeah. of... Um, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Um, I, can't, I can't walk away from the fact that, that Jake Yap not only gave me a Swedish accent, yeah. he also gave me a song by Elvis. <laughs> In Swedish. In Swedish. Honestly, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, even even though we had Eric the Bald and Stanley the Hairy. That's what I call them. Every time I look down. I'm going to have to give you a point to Jake, yeah. Did you do a Tommy Cooper routine with them? I do leave them under cups for unexpected people. Uh, well, oh, where's on the that lady? Note, yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's leave you all until tomorrow. Happy Sunday. Happy uh, blessed day. Nil. Have a blessed let's day. Find out oh. what happens tomorrow. Who knows? And remember, uh, patrons, thank you for enabling yes, this. Yes, and remember, just by lis- just by listening to this podcast, you are one mm. step closer to God. Blessings. Good night. God be with you.